0: What is up, everyone? And I'm back. Uh, just like I said I would be because Brad Graham from the SF Niners has reported, per source, that the 49ers have come to an agreement with former first-round pick Robert Indiche. Uh Defensive tackle. This was an interesting one. Not a name that we talked about earlier. No one that was really on our radar per se, when we were trying to figure out who this was going to be, Robert Kendice, of course, uh, is very familiar to teams in the NFC West. He's been around for a while and he was a, you know, a highly touted defensive tackle coming out of Mississippi, uh, played in a lot of football games there and had a lot of, You know, really good production. You know, I mean, his first year as a freshman, he had 25 solo tackles, you know, and two sacks. He's not a guy that produces a lot as far as sack numbers. His best sack year uh, came in Arizona in 2018, where he got four and a half sacks. So Robert Indiche is a guy that's been around. He spent his first three seasons in the NFL from 2016 to 2018 with the Arizona Cardinals. And then after that, he spent one year, 2019, with Miami. He only played in two games. Didn't have any production at all in those two games playing for Miami. And then last year, he played nine games for the Seattle Seahawks. Numbers, not you know nothing to write home about. Seven solo tackles, eight assisted tackles. So he had 15 total tackles. He had one pass defense. He had no sacks. Um, so this is interior defensive line Um depth for the 49ers. Uh but this is not one that, you know, when you're thinking first round pick, somebody's going to come in and do something uh you know, really big for your football team. Uh it's not there. And Brett Boyle says, "I hope DJ got over his uh cocaine habit. I didn't I wasn't aware that he had any sort of a drug problem." Um Brett, I, I didn't know that. So that's very interesting. Um there's definitely something to him not really having a lot of production, but the 49ers look to bolster their defensive line group. I wonder what that means as far as corresponding move, what are they going to move and and who are they going to move because they're going to have to do something uh, once this gets officially announced. Of course, this is coming from Brad Graham of the SF Niners. He says per source. Uh, so, you know, good job for Brad for getting this out there. And, and he had reported earlier that there was a first round, you know, player that was going to be available. And we were on earlier talking Jimmy Garoppolo and started going over this. So, uh, Paul uh Paul's going over the info my guess as far as contract goes just so you know um this is gonna be you know the 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 veteran minimum but Robert and DJ is six foot three um 296 pounds he's 28 years old out of Mississippi he was drafted number 29th overall in the first round of the 2016 NFL draft. He's been with several teams since then. Of course, his first three seasons were with Arizona where he saw some production, including in 2018, his last year in Arizona, where he had four and a half sacks from the defensive tackle position. That is good. The one thing about him that everyone needs to know and why he makes sense for the San Francisco 49ers as far as scheme is he is a penetrator. He is a disruptor. That is what he does. Now, he's adding to this depth. Uh, his opportunities to make this team are going to be difficult. He's going to be behind Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead, you know, and the other guys that they have there, they have Maurice Hurst, Kevin Givens, uh, they have Adkins as well. Um, this is going to be tough for him to even make this roster. I think right now this appears to be a depth move, but it's a veteran with experience playing in this league experience playing in the NFC West. And he fits the billing for what they're looking for, for that size and weight. Uh, he's a penetrator. You want penetrators on your football team, especially when you do the things that Chris Casseric wants to do. And Paul says it right. In Chris Casseric, we must trust. Uh, they felt this was a move that, you know, was going to benefit the football team. So they went ahead and they did it. You know what I mean? I don't think this has to have, what's up, for Media? I don't think this has to have um, a lot of, you know, merit behind it i think this is just something you do you bring it in uh pronounce kim dj thank you brett for that i appreciate that um when you're trying to learn players names i did believe it was uh kim dj but when i was watching and listening to something to get the pronunciation to make sure i did it right they were calling him kim dj so i think that a lot of times you're trying to figure it out but kim dj Perfect. Thank you, Brett Boyle. I think that'll help all of us out because we always want to know how to say our 49ers names, right? And what's up always believe in yourself and great work, bud. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Welcome everyone to chat. So the 49ers are going out. They're not, you know, resting. This 90 man roster is not complete, So let's see if this is the only move they make uh, and what the corresponding move ends up being. We know that just earlier today it was announced by 49ers.com that five players are going to be activated from, uh, you know, the injured reserve list and, and those players. Now you can, you can move roster wise. We know Javon Kinlaw's back. That's great news for this defensive line. Um, So that's really awesome. And then you've got Jason Verrett, of course, Justin skuel who's the offensive lineman, but the one that was probably the most notable was D Ford. And if D Ford is potentially going to be released, which a lot of people have thought was going to happen all the way back to June, uh, maybe he's the corresponding move. Maybe they brought in defensive line help because they're going to move on from D4. We don't know that yet. We don't know. I mean, I, I think I would love to see what D4 could do if he was out there at training camp. I don't know if he's going to have that ability to do so i don't know if the 49ers want to run a risk of him being injured and thanks so much brett for saying that uh brett says i appreciate the cool videos you make thank you so much uh always nice to hear that we really do um you know work as hard as we can on this stuff and i appreciate everyone uh traffic says this seems like a hey we got a couple million cap space still might as well use it now the cool thing is with this deal it's not going to um go over the top 51 contracts it won't break into that which means this is gonna have zero cap space at all. This is not going to affect the 40 yards cap space at all. They're still gonna have five to six million dollars in free cap space. So this does nothing. This doesn't hurt them at all. And if they do cut D forward and free up $1 million, it will pay for in DJ. Uh and Tommy says, Who is this guy? So, Tommy, for you just jumping in, let's kind of go over who Indiche is. He is a defensive tackle, six foot three, 296 pounds out of Mississippi. He was drafted in the first round, 29th overall in the 2016 NFL draft. Pretty much his, his uh, career in the NFL hasn't seen a lot of production, but in 2018 would have been the highlight for him as he had four and a half sacks playing for the Arizona Cardinals. So he played for the Cardinals from 2016 to 2018, 2019. He played with the Miami dolphins And then in 2021, he played nine games for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and there was very limited production in that as well. He has not produced very well since 2018 being with Arizona, but watching his film and seeing the things that he does, he is a penetrator and disruptor, which means we know it would be somebody that Chris Kassarek would value even if that's a depth piece. Now we've seen the 49ers kind of make these late moves to bring in defensive linemen before. Of course, last year was Eddie Yarbrough, and Yarbrough did a great job during training camp and was one of those guys they ended up putting on the practice squad to see what he could you know, do for the team. Um, so this is not you know, something that they don't do. Uh, they're always looking to improve the roster. I think it's just interesting to see what the corresponding move is going to be once this officially... Uh, becomes correct and true. Uh, and Jay Ellie says, "Grab Goldman at D tackle. He would he would unretire to play here. Yeah, he probably would. You know. And Gray one saying D Ford should just retire and become a coach with us. D Ford could still retire. I don't know. Uh, Tommy says, "Ant is live again. I'm in isolation. Yes. Uh yeah. I, I told you guys I would come on if if something happened. Brad was talking about it, and it, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in Brad. So if he says something's going to happen." I'm willing to get into it for sure. And I did see a comment that came in from Fritz. So I wanted to go ahead and read it. Uh, Fritz Walter said, hey, greetings from Germany. Being a 49ers and Yankees fan for several years, since middle of the 90s, probably a strange mixture right now. Baseball deadline, driving me nuts on top 49ers. Welcome to chat, Fritz, all the way from Germany. I hope you're having a good one there. Always appreciate when everyone jumps in the chat and uh, gets involved. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Paul says, are we going to carry 20 defensive linemen? Yes, I know. I put the number 20. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of guys potentially on this roster that you know, are, are NFL caliber players. I think it's going to be difficult for a Kandiche to make this team for the mere fact that uh, Kandiche is is it looks like a depth piece right now. I mean, his production is not better than a Kevin Givens or better than a Maurice Hurst, who were, you know, definitely as talented as him. Now, of course, uh, Maurice Hurst was drafted in the third round where Kevin Givens was undrafted, but uh, Kevin Givens had three sacks last year. The guy can get after and he can produce. What the four yards are doing is bringing in depth, guy with size that can get after. And Gray one saying he's 6'4, 314. So what I was reading was that he was 6'3, 296. But uh, I have no doubt that he could have put on weight and could be playing at the 314 pound uh, amount, which I'm happy about. So Graywin, that would be better uh, than, the, than the stats that I was getting. And uh, Graywin talked about him running a 487. That is fantastic. So far, we haven't seen that production show up on the field. But of course, with all things, with Chris Kacarek being involved, you know that a player can play up to a higher level. So potentially the 49ers right now could add uh, Kandiche and he could get better. You know, he could help this football team if needed. Now, do I think right now it looks like a veteran camp body that can go in there and compete in the interior defensive line? Yes. They don't have a tremendous amount of depth right now on the interior defensive line. They have good top end guys and they do have a battle for that fourth, fifth spot, depending on. You know, if they keep four interior defensive linemen. So bolstering that doesn't surprise me going into training camp as far as reps, making sure you're gonna get you know all these guys out there and get them playing. And he's proven already in this league. I mean, four and a half sacks from an interior defensive lineman means you have potential to make plays in this league. He's a guy that's been in Arizona and Seattle, so the Niners are very, very familiar with them. So uh Portoio makes a, a great observation. Sign him for Seattle's playbook Intel. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they brought him in as an to get an idea of what Seattle did last year. Maybe some of that stuff is going into it, or maybe it could have been the 49ers have been interested in bringing him in for a while. Maybe there was a medical thing they weren't interested in, or maybe his cap, his number just finally got to where it made sense because they don't want to sign players that go over the top 51 contract threshold, meaning he doesn't count against the salary cap unless he makes this roster. I think that's very, very intelligent on their part. And they've been doing this all off season. We've been saying for a while, like, I don't know how we're going to be able to pay all these players. I don't know how we're going to be able to sign these guys. And then you get guys coming in under that threshold, whether that was, you know, Jason Verrett or players like that or Tyler Croft. Still being able to sign these players, add them to your roster and not them have them hurt you salary cap wise has been very nice by this 49ers front office. And now they're adding a defensive tackle. Do I think this guy's going to come in and start? No. Do I think this guy has a potential to make a big impact on this team? I'm not sure. But what I do know is they've just bolstered competition on the interior defensive line. Uh, The battles before were between Ridgeway, Kevin Givens, and Marcel, uh, I'm sorry, Maurice Hurst. And now they're throwing this guy into the mix. So there's four guys now that are NFL capable of coming in there and playing behind Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. And I think that's really something uh, to say about this organization. And and what is up, JC? I hope you're having a good one. Um, And Tommy says, can he stop the run? Keep him. The A-gap is crucial. Yeah, he is a pretty good run stopper. He's stout against the run, and that is something I'm sure the 49ers are considering because one of the conversations that we've been having, especially on this channel, has been what the 49ers' makeup will look along the defensive line. Will it be seven outside edge rushers? Will it be four interior defensive linemen? Or will it be six guys on the outside and five guys on the interior? Making sure you have really good run stoppers on the inside if you is important especially if you want to keep extra edge rushers, you could get guys that aren't great against the pass, but are great against stopping the run, play them on early downs and then put in your abundance of edge rushers in on third down and in nickel situations to get after the quarterback. That could be something the 49ers are doing. They're looking to bolster their run defense. We know Kim is a good run stopper. Armstead's a good run stopper. Hassan Ridgeway's a good run stopper. And then you have a battle between Hurst and Givens, Who's the best run stopper between the two of them? And now you're going to throw Kendiche into that uh, fray. They're all going to be competing for that spot. Of course, Kevin Adkins, the undrafted free agent for Fresno State, you know, could throw his hat into the ring. I think it's going to be tough for him but I think it's interesting, right? It's just another name and another thing to look at. Uh, Ramon and Emily says, does this mean Kinlaw has had a setback or that knee isn't right? No, actually, earlier today, it was announced that Javon Kinlaw is going to be activated from the injured reserve list, which means he's good to go and ready to practice. We had the Mike McGlinchey comments yesterday about Javon Kinlaw that said, he's going to be, he's going to tear it up this year. That's what McGlinchey was saying yesterday, today from 49ers.com themselves, that, that he's going to be clear. In-laws clear, Verrett's clear, D. Ford is clear. Uh, it, it's its its going to be fun. Justin Skewell, of course, got cleared as well. This 49ers team is, is absolutely loaded. And when you start hearing that some of these guys are healthy and ready to go, it it definitely makes the team even more and more interesting. Uh, Juanito says, does this signing bring up a concern for Kinlaw's progression? I feel we are very deep already. I think I would be worried about it if the 49ers.com story didn't come out earlier. If that didn't come out and these guys weren't going to be activated from the injured reserve then yes i would start thinking okay what does that mean does that mean they're worried about a certain position here or there i think what this is is just a complete bolster move it's like we're just going to continue to stockpile talent at this position and get it done uh i i think is i think it's going to be great and uh, tommy says is this house clear this house is clear uh well done tommy 49ers media the person who reported the top five said it's top five expected to be back uh okay if that's how it's worded um then you know maybe that's the case and of course we do know that that was the new um 49ers media that um that reported it so we can go into that and see what they said, but they're supposed to be activated. Was the belief? I will. I will go check it out right now, and and, and I can read you some of the story. You know, uh, from what was yeah, forty nine ers players expected to be re- to return from injured reserve in twenty twenty two, and it's from Lindsay Polaris, the new team reporter, and um, she goes straight into it that these players are going to be active at Jason Verrett, of course, uh, Mike McGlinchey. Um, and then you've got Javon Kinlaw, Justin skew and D Ford. And the, on the D Ford says, you know, talks about D Ford. talks about his good start, a setback over ended all possibilities of returning to active roster recording Shannon confirmed that Ford received a good bill of health prior to the team's mini camp. So they're definitely, I mean, this is coming from 49ers.com. So are they saying, 100% of these guys are going to be activated. It's five 49er players expected to return from injury reserve in 2022. I don't know why she would put that out there if they didn't feel all five players were going to be activated real soon. Of course, Mike McGlinchey saying he was going to be good to go for training camp yesterday. Um, so I, I think that is, I, I think that's going to happen. Um, so I'm, I'm looking uh, Forty years. Mino says uh, they didn't activate no one. I was wrong about it. They haven't, it's all good. No, they, they haven't activated them. They're saying they're expected to be activated. It will happen in time. And don't worry, 49ers media. Um, it's, it's one of those things where with all of us, right, you have to word like every, uh, single word of everything. But I think it's a cool thing. I think coming from 49ers.com, it it gives us some credence and some validity that this is going to happen. And I'm really excited about that. Um, so I'm excited about the, the new news. Now, uh, Kandiche is not somebody I was expecting for them to sign. I mean, with, you know, all the reports, of course, we had, we got a lot of fun names earlier, uh, a lot more probably exciting uh, than Kandiche. But, um, yeah, Bombertis is kind of a lackluster signing. I think it, I think you could think about it that way, or you can think of another way that it just absolutely bolstered a already strong position on the defensive line and ensured in case you have an injury you know, to one of these players that you have depth. It's never a bad thing to have more depth. If you feel like you can improve your team, you go ahead and you bring on a player, you know, that can help uh, improve your team. No matter what position they play, just go ahead and do it. Um, So I, I think that, you know, Robert Candice will help the football team in training camp for sure with depth reasons. And then potentially, you know, if in training camp preseason, let's see what he does, but he's a guy with run stopping ability. I mean, He's a big physical guy. So everyone that's joining in, the 49ers have signed defensive tackle Robert Kendiche. Of course, it's probably going to be a veteran minimum deal. Uh, This is reported by Brad Graham of the SF Niners. He had teased this earlier in the day and then reported it about 45 minutes to an hour ago that per source, this was going to happen. Uh, he's six foot four, uh, three hundred, you know, three hundred plus pounds out of Mississippi, and he was selected by the Cardinals in the first round of the twenty at the 29th overall pick of the twenty sixteen NFL Draft, and he played three years for Arizona, and during that time with Arizona, he had one breakout season that was twenty eighteen, where he had four and a half sacks. Uh, He went to Miami. He really didn't have any production in Miami at all. Only played two games. And then in 2020, he didn't play in 2020. In 2021, playing for the Seattle Seahawks, he played in nine games for the Seattle Seahawks. And his latest stats um, for Seattle weren't that great. Seven solo tackles, eight assisted, 15 total, uh, one pass defense, and one quarterback hit. So there was no sacks for him. There hasn't been a sack in a, in a single season since 2018. And in fact, all four and a half sacks that he had in his career were during that one season with Arizona. So I don't think you're getting a guy that the 49ers can believe can play on any other downs, but first and second down, he's in there to go ahead and stop the run to get after it. That's what he's there to do. He's there to bolster depth. He's there to help this interior defensive line ensure that in case you suffer an injury to one of these depth guys, including Hassan Ridgeway or Kevin Givens, that you have a guy that can step in and play. So it's a smart signing as far as that goes. But I think this is a depth signing. This is a guy that's, that's not going to come in and start day one for your football team and go out there and, and do major damage. But, This is also a Chris Kassarek kind of guy because everyone that Chris Kassarek adds to his defensive line are about penetrating and about getting after it. And that's what he does. He likes to play on the other side of the football. So you never count these guys out playing for Chris Kassarek. So I am really excited about them bolstering depth. I'm I'm one of those guys that's a proponent of if you have the capabilities to improve on your 90-man roster, you do it. Uh, whether that is going to end up impacting your 53 man roster or not, you always improve at every single position you can if possible the fact that his contract is not going to break the threshold uh, threshold of the top 51 contracts that count against your salary cap means you're getting him on the cheap and he has no effect on your salary cap, which makes it a really good signing. So I like when they do this there's a you know a low risk high reward potential, for a guy that's played in this league already. So uh, to me, this was a great signing and a good move by the 49ers. It might not pay any dividends uh, when it comes down to the regular season, but at least it's competition and insurance in case something happens on the interior. And I think that is what's nice about what the 49ers always do with their their roster is they continue to add players at, at positions, even positions of strength, just to bolster it a little bit. So maybe this is a simple move of adding uh, to because he's a better version of Kevin Atkins or a better player than Kevin Atkins, the undrafted free agent. Or maybe they believe he can come in there and compete with Hassan Ridgeway. Um, but what they're doing is just continuing to bolster an interior defensive line. And the strength of their defensive line, uh, I mean, they need this rotation to be good. Chris Kacarek is building a really, really good defensive line and now they have a lot of talent. Now they're adding a guy that was a first round pick. Uh a first round pick. And th- and thank you so much for subscribing Texas Made 832. I really appreciate that. Welcome to the Cubback crew. As we're talking about Robert and DJ and the signing from the by the San Francisco 49ers reported by Brad Graham of the SF Niners per source. Uh, he was trying to confirm this earlier. He went out, went ahead and released the name and went out there on a limb. And Brad is good at what he does, um, so so that's where the news is coming from. We expect there to be some sort of confirmation from the 40 49ers when they are ready to make a corresponding move with somebody currently on their roster. Uh, so this is this is really this is really cool news as the Niners continue to build their roster. Uh, I don't know how everyone is feeling about this. Most people, you know, are are thinking that the 49ers are maybe like a Juanito is saying. Too bad it's not an offensive line being being neglected, uh, big time. It's a little bit of a different way of handling, you know, the two different lines. The uh, the when it comes to defensive line, they felt free to go out and grab, you know, kind of cheaper uh, free agents to bolster their defensive line that Chris Cascarek believes he can build up. When it comes to the offensive line, they have went a different way. They've went with you know draft and develop, draft and develop, and that's what they've done. In the past two years, they have spent draft capital on several guys from Aaron Banks in the second round and Jalen Moore last year in the fifth round to this year with Spencer Burford in the fourth round and, and then, of course, Nick Sakel in the sixth round. So are they big name guys? Are they guys high up in this draft? no but it seems to be the way that they like to build. And with the fact that they went ahead and traded for Trent Williams a few years ago and got him and bolstered that left tackle spot, they have no questions there. The, the first round draft pick of Mike McGlinchey at right tackle, they feel comfortable there. And then everyone else they are kind of putting together. And I think one of the things you could be concerned a little bit about is the center position. But right now the 49ers feel comfortable with Jake Brendel. So they've went ahead and added somebody to the defensive line. Could they end up adding someone to the offensive line? Maybe. And what's up, Alex? Welcome to chat. Alex coming through with, oh my, as he sees that Robert Indice has signed uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, according to Brad Graham of the SF Niners. So yeah, this is this is interesting. 49ers. Uh, when it came up earlier, there was all kinds of conversations about who this could be. All the way from, you know, could it be JPP? Uh, you know, could it be uh, Will Fuller? Who was it going to be? It ends up being Robert and DJ bolstering interior depth for the 49ers defensive line, which means they now have. Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, who seem to be the starting defensive interior alignment. but then the depth questions. You have Maurice Hurst, who was injured a lot last year, but has a lot of ability. You have Kevin Givens, the former undrafted free agent, who they're very excited to have, of course, in within their organization. And then they, um, you know, they also have uh, Hassan Ridgeway, who they added through free agency, which was an under the radar signing, a guy that's really good against the run that you can be excited about. Of course, they have Kevin Atkins from Fresno State, but those are the names that were competing on the interior defensive line. Adding a guy like Robert Indice, who's at least been in the league, and a first-round pick. So there was the talent there, a first-round pick, and now he comes into your organization, and you wonder what you're going to be able to get out of him and what Chris Kacarek and Daryl Tapp can get out of him. But now you're sitting really strong at that defensive line spot with a lot of really good run stoppers. And when it comes to getting after the passer, uh, Eric Armstead's one of the best in the league. And on the interior defensive line, he could be the best. I mean, he's really, really good at what he does if he gets in one-on-one matchups. You throw in the fact you're gonna have Kinlaw coming back from injury, and now you have a staple, a stable of guys behind him that can definitely stop the run. The Forty Yards are putting a priority on continuing to add interior defensive linemen and getting a guy that's proven what he can do in this league already. Uh, is nice. Now, you're not getting sack production out of Robert Candice. That's not what you're getting. You're getting a guy that's going to stop the run, that's going to play on first and second down. So if if that's what you were looking at already with Hassan Ridgway, that's what he does already. So that's where the direct correlation goes those guys are probably going to play behind Javon Kinlaw and battle it out there. And then at the three tech spot where you got Eric Armstead, said, the battle is more than likely going to be between Maurice Hurst and Kevin Gibbons, which we did a, a camp battle video about, which you can go check out if you want. Uh, so it's, it's one of those ones. And deep Pettis says, if if we can stay healthy and Lance holds up, we will be special. I, I'm with you. You know I mean? That's the thing. Staying healthy is the key. And that's why adding these, Roster depth pieces and guys with a lot of ability that you think you might be able to get something out of. Um, I think it's a lot, you know, I think it's exciting. And Alex says, hedging in case Kinlaw isn't healthy, I don't think so. For the mere fact that 49ers.com came out today and said he's expected to come off of injured reserve. Now, the way they worded it was that they're expected for this to happen, which means they're probably okay with Javon Kinlaw. I think they're just trying to ensure themselves that they have an interior run stopper in case something happens to Kinlaw or Ridgeway. I think it's more than one guy. Making sure you have as much depth as you can at a certain position is always a good idea. I mean, if you have 90 good players, but you could have 90 and this guy because he makes your roster better, you go ahead and you do that. So this is just continuation of the 49ers commitment to building that defensive line, building the strength of that team and continuing to build the best front seven in the entire NFL, Uh, top to bottom now. I mean, one to 14, one to 15. I don't remember if he becomes the 14th or 15th defensive lineman. They are absolutely stacked. Uh, I mean, it, it is really, really impressive. I love what they've done with this defensive line from all the tremendous edge rushers to all the tremendous interior defensive linemen now. uh, Yeah, Ernest says, Much respect to you, Ant. Working full, two t- full at two t- jobs can't be easy. I really appreciate that, Ernest. Uh, it, you know what? I enjoy this, though, right? I mean, when you're doing something you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work. I love coming on here and talking with you guys about the 49ers. I love the 49ers, um, and I love talking with you guys, so I'm really excited about it. And Jag says, TCC. Do you think Niners organization knew they weren't going to sign Tomlinson and roll with banks? I do. I think that they had a really, really good feeling um, that he was going to go ahead and move on. You heard some of the things that John Lynch said, you know, when they first got into the offseason about maybe he had priced them out. I think they had an understanding that that's what happened with, with him. And then they went ahead and moved a different way. And they did that with DJ Jones as well. And they knew that once DJ Jones left, they were gonna have to, they couldn't come up with one guy that was gonna be able to take you know, take over uh for DJ Jones. They were gonna need a variety of guys, and that's what they've done. Now they're hoping Kinlaw is gonna step into that, and Kinlaw is gonna become that DJ Jones guy. He definitely has the potential. He's a guy with three tech ability that's gonna be playing the nose tackle position in the in the four three for the Niners. So there is a lot of you know ability from Kinlaw maybe to even get after the passer. He might be able to produce the way that DJ Jones did, but right now we don't know because we don't know how good Kinlaw actually is. We've seen in 2020 some capabilities, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. I think once he's able to stay healthy, maybe then we'll get to see the full potential of, of Javon Kinlaw. And it could be that we're talking about Kinlaw, you know, did better than what DJ Jones has done in the past. And boy, if that happens, this defensive line would go absolutely, absolutely crazy. Uh, dependent says, does Debo come next week? If, if he's not practicing, I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to show up. He gets fined heavily if he doesn't show up to training camp. So I expect him to be there. He of course has a youth football camp, uh, coming up in a couple of days that he's going to be a part of. So he's definitely in town for the time being. He's going to be at training camp. So I think we're going to see Debo Samuel on the field. I think they want to work out a contract. I'm hoping they still have time until Wednesday. Of course, this trainer came out and said yesterday he's going to get paid. Maybe he will get paid in the next week or so. So we don't have to worry about all this right before training camp. Get it done. Uh, that would be really, really nice. And that's, that's what uh, Tommy's saying. Debo's going to get paid, but when? I'm hoping next week. I'm hoping Tuesday of next week. By Tuesday, they get this Debo contract done. That way everyone can focus on training camp and get beyond the Debo contract because we want Debo in San Francisco long-term and everyone is very, very confident that this is going to get done. I hope it does. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Uh, Does Jimmy get traded before next week? I don't think he gets traded before next week. Uh, With the reports coming out today... Uh, that he is cleared to practice. I think that's good news. It means it gets the ball rolling on the Jimmy Garoppolo potential trade. His agents are going to be out there talking to other teams, trying to work out a deal for Jimmy Garoppolo all the while also discussing money because that's, what's going to be one of the biggest hangups. Not a lot of these teams are going to want to take out that contract. So um, Robert Davis's things are moving fast on the Jimmy trade fund. It could, I mean, now that he's cleared, it definitely could. Um, so the jimmy things definitely can be happening here really quick uh, and just for anyone that's jumped in recently robert and dj defensive tackle has signed veteran defensive tackle signed with the san francisco 49ers he spent his collegiate career at mississippi in 2016 he was drafted by the arizona cardinals 29th overall in the first round he's six foot four he's well over 300 pounds And he's an interior run stopper. His best season to date in the NFL was in 2018 when he played for Arizona, where he had 22 solo tackles, which is impressive. 32 tackles overall and four and a half sacks. He's a penetrator. He's a disruptor. That is what he does. So that is what the 40 yards are getting with Robert Indice. Will he end up starting? Don't think so. Will he end up making this roster? Don't know. That's going to be tough. Uh, So I think that's going to be really, really tough for him to make the team, but they're definitely stacking this roster. So that way they have uh, all the players that they need to go and make something happen this year and insure themselves and insulate themselves. And that's one of the keys for this roster has been insulating themselves against injury. They don't want to run into a situation they did in 2019, 2019's 49ers defensive line was fantastic. And then it was absolutely gutted during the season with injuries. Of course, Bosa stayed healthy, uh, and a few guys stayed healthy. Armstead, Buckner, uh, but the depth overall just didn't stay healthy, and that really did hurt them when they got to the second and third wave. Um, those were things that you know they really, really struggled with. So the 49ers have worked on depth over the years. Twenty Twenty, of course, absolutely ravished, but Twenty Twenty One, great depth, and this year coming up, the most depth they've ever had on the interior defensive line. So I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about them continuing to add because you just never, never know an, enough. And, and Tommy, you're right. We don't do uh, call-in shows right now. Hopefully we can work towards something on that in the future. Um, I would love to get everyone's uh, opinion now. We have had some call-in shows over on Patreon already uh, where people have called in and talked. I've talked to a lot of the, the TCC on there, whether it was KNDR Collectibles or also uh, David Campbell, Android user. Um, so that happened over there on Patreon. We haven't done it on YouTube yet. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. And Jag says, I feel that the key to success of the Niners is a growth and cohesion of the O-line. Your thoughts? It's going to be important for Trey Lance's ability. Uh, Trey Lance's ability to be able to stand in the pocket and get you know do the things that he needs to do is going to be predicated on the growth and cohesion of that offensive line. Because if that offensive line plays at a high level, it's going to make things easier for Trey because that means the run game is going to get going. And if the run game is going, that means that it's going to make it easier for Trey because play action is going to open up. They're not going to stack the, stack the box. Things are going to get easier for him. So I do think that cohesion is going to be important. That O line is going to be very important for the growth of Trey Lance. So uh, there you go. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited about this. Let me know what you think about this. And if you think there's another, uh, you know, another deal, that, another move that the Niners need to make, do they need to go out and get somebody else? Or what do you think about the Robert kandiche signing robert kandiche coming over uh from seattle anytime you steal someone from the nfc west right you got to be a little bit excited about that potential but uh kandiche is a big physical guy that's going to be playing on first and second down for the 49ers and bolster depth Uh, and and that's that's a good thing for the 49ers and and chat is absolutely lit up Everyone's been going crazy on chat with all of the all the things that are going on 49ers today. Uh, 49ers news is picking up. Everybody, we're we're already on stream two today. Earlier, it was the Jimmy Garoppolo news. It was the news about other players, uh, and now now it's about Robert and DJ signing. And this was brought to you by Brad Graham of the SF Niners. So if you haven't given him a follow on social media, do that. I'm sure most of you have. Uh, he's he's a good follow and he has good opinions. And then also, if you haven't followed, uh, you went ahead and subscribed to him. Subscribe on YouTube. And if, if you haven't subscribed to this channel right here, 49ers Cutback, do me a favor. If you feel like we've uh done enough, you know, to earn your subscription, subscribe to the channel right now. Give the video a like. Let everyone know what's going on. So I really appreciate everyone. Uh thanks so much. Um thanks so much for everyone that's come through. So and is gonna add to this team. He's gonna add to this roster, and we'll see if the 49ers end up adding even more talent. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this ninety-man roster is fully complete. I don't think they're done building. There's still other moves to be made. You know whether that is if G- is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on this roster, you know, into training camp and into August. Is D Ford going to be on this roster for the next month or so? Where is D Ford? Is he going to be practicing? We don't know that for sure. Uh, so. It's one of those things where we've got a lot of movement that's going to happen and we're seven days away from training camp happening. We're six days away from 49ers players showing up in Santa Clara and reporting. I, I think this is going to be really fun. Jack says, are you going to be at training camp? Love last year's coverage. Yes. Jag. I'm glad you asked that. I will be at training camp. Alex is going to come out there with me sometimes, but I am going to go out there as many times as I can. I might be there every single day. Uh, so if if I can, I'll be out there every single day, and I will be right here talking about it afterwards. I'll come on, talk about everything I saw, uh, everything that we witnessed. It's going to be a fun time. So if you're looking for somebody to talk talk to that has seen 49ers training camp come here, last year was a whole lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting into it even more this year because now, after year one, I know what I'm getting into. I know what I'm watching. I know what I'm seeing it's going to be an absolute blast. So for all of you that are joining, because we have people that continue to join throughout, the 49ers have signed defensive tackle Robert Indiche, uh, a former first-round pick by the Arizona Cardinals in 2016. And uh, the 49ers signed him. And I'm sure it's going to be to a minimum deal, but this has been reported by the SF Niners' Brad Graham, who does a fantastic job. Per source, he reports that this has happened. So the 49ers continue to bolster defensive line depth. D J will be a defensive line player. So Kendiche, a solid player uh, that's going to add depth. He hasn't had tremendous production in the NFL. His best season, 2018 with the Arizona Cardinals, four and a half sacks. Uh, so I think that's something to remember. This is probably a two down player for their team. But there you go. Uh, Robert Davis says, bold take Jimmy G traded by Friday. I like your boldness. We love boldness on 49ers cutback so well done Robert Davis I don't know if anyone else thinks that's going to happen JL he thinks mid-August for a Jimmy trade uh, we don't know and I don't know what correlation this signing would have to do to Jimmy I don't think any um, all I know right now is the 49ers continue to build on the best front seven in the entire NFL top to bottom between 14 defensive linemen you know and the and the many linebackers they have I think close to nine linebackers this defensive line is absolutely stacked and then dj's uh added to that ken dj is a solid nfl player who played for seattle last year so you may have seen him playing in the nfc west whether that was with arizona or seattle uh limited production i mean we could go over his production real quick uh just so everyone is very clear of what he's done in this league he was a a, a big time player in mississippi um and, and and that showed and that's why arizona made him a first round pick but he played five games in his rookie season for Arizona. And he really only had one assisted tackle. That's all he did. It wasn't really a lot. Um, I did go through his preseason film from that. He was explosive, but he did not make a lot of plays during the season. In 2017, he played 12 games. He had four solo tackles and seven assisted 11 total tackles. He's a guy that's going to play against the run. That's what he does. Then his big season, 10 games with the Arizona Cardinals uh, that he played. He started six. And he had 22 solo tackles, 10 assisted tackles, and 32 total tackles for four and a half sacks. Uh, that is that was his calling card right there. That if if you could get that in a 10 game production, you know from uh, Kendice, I think anyone would be excited to have him on the football team. The fact that he you know he didn't start 10 games, he played in them and had that kind of production. That is solid production for a rotational piece on an NFL roster. The problem is. In 2018, uh, he, he had, uh, you know, he did not. So it was 2017, I'm sorry, that he had the big year. Uh, 2018, let me see. You know, 2018, he had the big year. 2019 is when he did nothing for Miami. I mean, literally nothing. He played in two games and had no stats. And then in 2021, he played for Seattle. So uh, he had limited stats last year, nothing to write home about, no sacks. So, I mean, really, you're hoping you can rekindle and get that production you got out of him with Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that 2018 number uh, is it. You know, I mean, that's it. Um, And we got more takes coming through. I mean, there's lots of takes. Uh, T saying uh, mid-season for Jimmy G. Um, Jag, is, Jag asks, I am really looking forward to your breakdown of the O-line, especially the center and left guard. Jag, I'm looking forward to getting into that. I want to see what Aaron Banks looks like. Last year, we were there firsthand and watched Aaron Banks, and Aaron Banks had his struggles with Maurice Hurst with lateral movement. I mean, Maurice Hurst was moving at a speed that Aaron Banks wasn't ready for. And that was the first time I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, because all the conversation after he was drafted last year was Banks is going to push Brunskill. So I'm excited to see if how much his body change is going to also change how he operates on the field. And I'm hoping we see a, a tremendously different player. All the coaching comments have been very well uh, said about him. They think he's going to be a good player. In fact, if it wasn't for continuity, some believe he would have played more last year. So I like that. Uh, for ers media says just a take, Debo gets extended Monday would love that. Um, so, so that is it. And, uh, I think that's you know that's one thing we got all these things going on with the San Francisco 49ers right now all these movements uh they're still bringing in players like candice they're still going to continue to improve this 90-man roster and all the while they've got to bring in players you know they got to extend a Debo Samuel they've 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 worked apparently contacted Nick Bosa about working out a contract so I don't expect this to be the last transaction uh, I think it's just The 49ers are bringing in guys. They're going to continue to bring in guys. You're going to see movement all the way up to training camp movement during training camp. Uh, They're going to continue to bring in players. Some of these guys are just not going to make the cut and they're going to move on. And that's unfortunate. Uh, So I I think that we're just got to hold on. There's going to be moves. But the reason that this one is noteworthy is you're bringing in a guy with first round talent, first round ability, somebody that's already done it in this league. So, it means he can definitely bolster the depth of the defense. Uh, this is this is a, a tremendous signing. It, it's tremendous as far as depth. It's not tremendous as far as starting. Don't get me wrong. He's not going to line up and play and take snaps from Armstead or Kinlaw. Uh, he's more here to compete with Hassan Ridgeway. So if you were excited about Ridgway, I think you're going to be excited about the fact that Kandiche can go in there and compete with Ridgeway and push him to the next level and the, the limits. Uh, And then what do the 49ers do as far as makeup of this defensive line and how they build it? Are they going to build it with four interior defensive linemen, five interior defensive linemen and six or seven on the outside? Uh, I think before this signing, I was definitely thinking seven guys on the outside, the amount of talent they have in edge rushers. You would think they'd want to keep seven, go with the four interior defensive linemen Now looking at this, could it be bolstering because they're planning on having an extra guy on the inside five guys inside six on the outside absolute battles across the board in 49ers training camp. If you haven't checked out our training camp battle videos, go ahead and check that out. We have, uh you know one of our playlists is go check position battles out you can check out all the ones that just happened today we had kamoko Torre versus drake jackson for that specialized pass rush role. uh just check it out let us know what you think i think it's gonna i think you guys will really enjoy those um but this is one of those things where they continue to build and they just got to continue to build this team over and over there'll be more signings there'll be more movement and robert kendiche is the latest uh So, guys, I've really, really enjoyed this episode. I've really enjoyed coming on here and talking. Robert Candice, thanks, everyone, for coming through because I've had a really good time. And I think if the 49ers make something else happen... I'll come on, I'll come live, you know right where to come get it. So if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you let it, and click all notifications so you know anytime we go live to talk about the 49ers, you can find content, of course, all throughout the week, and of course, tomorrow, live stream at 5 o'clock, where we do full Q&A. So if you have questions, let us know what those questions are, we'll be more happy to get it. And before I go off, I want to let everyone know that just hopped in, because we're still getting a bunch of people that are hopping in. The 49ers have signed defensive tackle Robert Kendiche, according to Brad Graham of the SF Niners. They have he's going to be helping this team, bolstering this defensive line. Six foot four, over three hundred pounds, from Mississippi. So uh, he he's going to be an addition to depth for this football team, and it's going to be another great battle. So I'm excited about it. Thank you everyone for checking out this video, for coming on live with me, and having a nice conversation. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking to everyone again. I hope you have an excellent night unless something else happens then I hope to see here again. See you guys later. Have a good one.